Thank you for listening to the Celebration Church podcast. For more information about Celebration Church, go to ccacron.org. There you will find information about our church, upcoming events, and how to make a contribution to the ministry of Celebration Church. We hope this message is an encouragement to you. And it came to pass in those days that a decree went out from Caesar Augustus that all the world should be registered. The census first took place while Curanus was governing Syria. So all went to be registered, everyone to his own city. Joseph also went up from Galilee out of the city of Nazareth into Judea to the city of David, which is called Bethlehem, because he was of the house and the lineage of David to be registered with Mary, his betrothed wife, who is with child. And so it was that while they were there, the days were completed for her to deliver. And she brought forth her firstborn son and wrapped him in swaddling cloths and laid him in a manger, because there was no room for them in the inn. Now there were in the same country shepherds living out in the fields, keeping watch over their flock by night. And behold, an angel of the Lord stood before them, And the glory of the Lord shone round them, and they were greatly afraid. Then the angel said to them, Do not be afraid, for behold, I bring you good tidings of great joy, which will be to all people. For there is born to you this day in the city of David a Savior, who is Christ the Lord. And this will be the sign to you. You will find a babe wrapped in swaddling cloths, lying in a manger. And suddenly... There was with the angel a multitude of heavenly hosts praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest, on earth and peace, goodwill toward men. And so it was when the angels had gone away from them into the heaven that the shepherds said to one another, Let us now go to Bethlehem and see this thing that has come to pass, which the Lord has made known to us. And they came with haste and they found Mary and Joseph and the babe lying in the manger. My name is Simeon, and I've come today to tell you my story, my encounter with the Messiah, Emmanuel, God with us. Oh, he's with us today. I feel his presence in this room today, just like I did that day so many years ago. Can you feel him? I feel him right now. You see, I came from a very religious family. I grew up learning the scriptures and understanding Jewish tradition. I grew up in a very religious home. My my father's name was Hillel. He was Hillel the elder. He was responsible for taking the oral traditions of the Jewish people and putting them in writing. He was the president of the Sanhedrin. You might know this writing document as the Talmud or the the Talmud. It was the written account of all these traditions and all these laws. I grew up learning these and studying these. This was my father. 
He lived to be 120 years old. He was very, very well respected. Like I said, he was the president of the Sanhedrin. He was of the tribe of Benjamin. His mother was of the lineage of David. We were very, very influential family. You might even be familiar with my son. My son's name is Gamaliel. Gamaliel, you might have heard from Saul of Tarsus, later became Paul. He sat at my son's feet and learned Jewish law and tradition. That was my son. He was one of the greatest doctors of Jewish law and Jewish tradition ever in the history of the Jewish people. Gamaliel's son, my grandson, also became a president of the Sanhedrin. Gamaliel served as the president of the Sanhedrin. And even I served as the president of the Sanhedrin for a while. You see, I could have had all the influence and all the wealth and all the success. Our family was very successful and I could have had it all. Could have been one of the power brokers of the religious world at that time. But something happened. Something happened that changed me. Something happened that changed my life. Something happened that changed my life. It's called broken microphones. <laughs> changed me forever. I was influential. I had the favor of the people. I would walk into the temple and they would say, there's Simeon. They'd follow me around. Everywhere my dad went, he had a crowd of people that would follow him. But something changed. See, the Holy Spirit came on me and anointed me. And the truths, the truths that I had learned as a young boy from my father, the truths of the scripture and the heritage that had been passed down, all of a sudden became alive to me and became real to me. And the Holy Spirit began to speak to me and he told me, you'll never see death until you see the Messiah. Wow, what a promise that I wouldn't die until I saw the Messiah. And so I went daily to the temple looking for the Messiah, waiting for the Messiah to come, waiting for the anointed one to come. I was awaiting the coming king. But people began to ostracize me and ridicule me. They didn't like me. My friends left me. They would look at me in the temple and say, there's the man who thinks he's heard from the Holy Spirit. You see, the Jews at that time, they weren't looking for a baby in swaddling clothes. They were looking for a conquering king. They wanted someone to rid them of the Roman rule. And so they thought the Messiah was going to be a king and a warrior. But that's not the Jesus of the Bible. That's not the Messiah of the Bible that I knew about. It wasn't the Messiah that I learned about. I learned about a suffering Savior who would come and become the servant of all, that would offer His life as a ransom for many. As Isaiah prophesied, that a virgin would conceive and give forth to a baby and His name would be called Emmanuel. 
I was looking, as Isaiah said, for the wonderful counselor, the mighty God, the Prince of Peace, the everlasting Father, whose government, God would place the government of all things on his shoulder. That's who I was looking for. But my friends and the leaders at that time, that's not who they were looking for. And they began to shun me and ridicule me. I lost my influence. And then you have to understand the times. It had been 400 years since anyone had heard a prophetic word from God. It wasn't since the days of Malachi that anyone had even heard God speak and heard His voice. We had gotten lost in religious tradition and the traditions of man, and we were doing all the right religious things. But there was no understanding of who God was. There was no experience with God for 400 years. Well, we've heard about Moses. We heard about the miracles. We heard about Moses had talked to God face to face like a friend talks to a friend. We'd heard about Daniel and his excellent spirit. We'd heard about Jeremiah and how God had chosen him. He became the weeping prophet. Oh, we heard about Ezekiel. We heard about them all. But that wasn't reality where we were living. And it was as if, it was as if God was choosing people to begin to speak to about what was to come. Maybe you've heard or remember about Zacharias. Zacharias was a priest. And he went in one day to offer his sacrifice. And when he did, angel Gabriel came and stood before him and said, Zacharias, you're going to have a baby. Zacharias laughed. <laughs> you see, Elizabeth, his wife, had been barren her whole life. She couldn't have any babies. But the angel Gabriel told Zacharias that she was going to have a baby and that he would turn the hearts of the fathers back to their children and that, that he would be the voice of one crying in the wilderness. Because Zacharias didn't believe, the angel struck him dumb. For nine months, Zacharias couldn't talk. But the day that Elizabeth gave birth, his mouth was open and he began to prophesy about the coming of the Messiah. And then Elizabeth, God, God began to speak through Elizabeth. One day Mary, when she was pregnant with Jesus, she came over to Elizabeth's home. Elizabeth was pregnant with John the Baptist at that time. John the Baptist leapt, Elizabeth said, in her womb. Gave her a good kick in the stomach. <laughs> Elizabeth said, oh, he got the Holy Ghost. <laughs> and Elizabeth began to prophesy over Mary and said, blessed are you among women. Blessed is the fruit of your womb. Mary was influenced by God. Not only was she overshadowed by the Holy Spirit who conceived and gave birth to this baby, the Messiah, but she sang and danced before the Lord. You know the song is the Magnificat. She sang, Oh, my soul magnifies the Lord. My spirit rejoices in the Lord, God my maker. He's regarded my lowly estate. Generations will rise up and call me blessed. <laughs> Great, holy is his name. Yeah, yeah, that she sang under the inspiration and danced under the inspiration of the Holy Spirit. 
Then there's Joseph. He had angelic visitations and dreams and Anna, the prophetess. It was as if God was picking people to speak to. He was preparing us as if he was preparing the world for the imminent coming of the Messiah. We were considered the outcasts. Mary was gossiped about. They talked about this unwed girl who was pregnant from some other man. They talked about Elizabeth who was barren, who couldn't have children, now all of a sudden who could. We were ostracized from the community for what we believed. Words started getting around about these shepherds who were out in the countryside outside of town one day. Words started getting around about this angelic visitation. They said, they were saying around town that these shepherds heard the angels singing, glory to God in the highest, peace on earth, goodwill toward men. They talked about these shepherds that had went to, a, went to Bethlehem and found this baby wrapped in swaddling. We really didn't know what all of it meant, but we just kept hearing rumors of things that were happening. And then one day, the Holy Spirit moved on me again. Oh, I knew his voice. I knew his touch. It was the same voice that caused me to get ostracized by my family. It was the same voice that got me ridiculed. It was the same voice that caused my friends to leave me. Because I heard truths of the scripture from me. I knew his voice well. And he said, you go to the temple today. I'd gone to the temple every day. I was looking for the coming Messiah. I had gone every day looking for this this Messiah to come and rescue us. Oh, but this day was different. This day was special. This day, the Holy Spirit said, go. And I walked into the temple. You see, I grew up in Jerusalem. I I grew up in the temple and I, I knew, I knew this place. It was very familiar to me, but it's a big city and it's a very active temple. There's a lot that goes on in the temple during this time of the year. There was a lot taking place. People were busy offering sacrifices. Teachers were busy teaching. There was a lot taking place. Jerusalem was busier than ever. And I walked into the temple and I stood there And as I stood there, I looked and I saw walking towards me this very young couple. This young lady, she she couldn't have been any older than than an older teenager and a young adult. She was so young and in her arms she was carrying this baby. And they looked so strangely familiar to me. And I saw them, and and my eyes fixated on them. You see, Jewish custom and tradition is that after a baby's been born, after eight days, they're to come and be dedicated. And so Jewish tradition says that you can come and you can offer with your dedication a lamb. Or if your family's too poor, you can give two turtle doves or two pigeons. Joseph and Mary were poor. So they offered their pigeons. 
But I saw them there and I realized this baby was the Messiah. I walked over to Mary. I didn't even say anything to her. I took the baby from her arms and I held him close. I held, I was holding God in my arms. I could feel his heartbeat against my chest. I could feel the heartbeat of God beating against mine. I could feel his breath breathing across my cheek. This little baby, the Messiah, the creator of all things was in my arms. I was embracing him. Oh, but he was embracing me. I was kissing him. But oh, my creator was kissing me that day. I looked at him and I held him up. And I said, Lord, your servant can now depart in peace. For I have seen your salvation. I held him there and I looked at him. This Messiah, this baby. I looked into his eyes and radiating from his eyes was the glory of God. The light of man. He truly was the light of the world. Isaiah said, those who have sat in darkness have seen a great light. I was looking at this light. I beheld, I saw with my own eyes this baby, the Messiah, the glory of God. And I held him so close. It seemed like hours and hours and hours had passed holding this, this child, this God in my arms. And as I stood there, the Holy Spirit began to speak through me. And I looked at Mary and Joseph. And I said, Mary and Joseph, this baby, yeah, he'll bring salvation. Yes, he'll bring salvation, but he's going to bring division and strife. He'll bring discord and misery to all men. He'll know the thoughts and the intents of their hearts and reveal them. And Mary, it will be like a sword pierces your own soul. I didn't realize in that moment I was prophesying about the way in which Jesus was to die. <laughs> this innocent baby. This innocent baby who I was holding in my arms had come to be my sacrifice. This innocent baby who I was holding, who I was loving on, who was loving me, had come to give his life for me so that I could be redeemed to God. And I'll never understand that. All of my training and all of my religious background can never explain 
what I experienced that day. I gave the baby back to Mary and Joseph. That day changed my life forever. It changed me forever. Nothing else matters. I've held God. And He's held me. Nothing else matters. <laughs> you see, I wasn't born to build a great organization. I wasn't built to have some earthly success. I wasn't born to be the leading religious leader of my day. Although all of those things were possible, I was born for such a time as this. I was born. I was born for this moment. I was born for this moment to embrace the Messiah. I was born to be embraced by Him. I was born to know Him, to know this baby. Today, maybe you're striving through relationships, through success, you're trying to find the reason you were really born. What is your purpose? I want to tell you, all of your striving is just an effort to discover you were really born to be embraced by Him. That's why you were born. That's why you were made, was to be embraced by the Messiah. You see, Jesus came in Luke chapter 2. It says, unto you, a Savior is born this day. For you, for you, a Savior is born this day in the city of David. He was born so that you could embrace Him. He came as a baby so that you would know that although He's full of majesty and splendor and glory, He is humble and gentle enough to embrace you just the way you are. He's humble and gentle enough to take you into His loving arms just the way that you are and say, child, I love you. He was born for you, a Savior. And He is Christ. He is the anointed one, our Lord. Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. He was born as the light of the world, the bread of life, the fountain of living waters, so that you and I can come and receive freely from Him. Jesus, thank you that you've embraced me. You've called me your own. I'm your child. Somehow, in your divinity, you came, you stepped into creation as a baby. You were born 
to be sacrificed. You were the lamb that was born for one purpose, to be sacrificed so that I could be embraced by your presence. Lord, I pray for my friends today. No matter where they're at in this life, no matter what it is they're going through, no matter what it is they're facing, that they'll see today that they're born to be embraced. They're born to be loved. They're born to find their identity and their purpose in you. I thank you for it. Why don't you stand with me this morning? And please no moving around for the next few moments if we can. I have to say this. I have to say this. My life was never the same after that moment in the temple with baby Jesus. If you'll read the Gospels, it's the only mention of me in the Gospels. Matter of fact, it's the only mention of me in the Bible. As a matter of fact, you won't even find much about me in history. All I was born for, I fulfilled. All that was known about me was, that's the man that held the Messiah. <laughs> that's all I needed. That's all I needed. What about you today? How is it with you and Jesus today? How is it with your soul today? Do you know Jesus personally? Have you held this Jesus and has he held you and loved on you and told you that he is yours and you're his? That's what he wants to do today. Have you heard his voice? Have you heard him say to you today, I love you and you are mine? Are you living with Christ today? How is it with your soul? Every head bowed and I closed. I want to pray for you, Lord Jesus. If anyone is here today that doesn't know you, I pray, Father, that they will be embraced by you today and know you today before they leave this place. Speak to them now, Lord, I pray. They'll yield to your voice as I did in the temple so long ago. Thank you for joining the Celebration Podcast. For more information, visit ccacron.org or call us at 330-762-7458. You can also download the Celebration app from iTunes or the Android store. With my father, it's so hard.